Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 39 of the Our Weekly Highlights podcast. My name is Eric, and today we are covering the issue highlights for week 19, released on May 10th, 2021. And guess what? It's time for double duty again. I was both the curator and the recorder of this podcast, but as always, I had excellent help from the fellow Our Weekly team members and contributors. One of the most valuable tricks for productivity in programming languages, especially with R, can actually be fun. Well, I should clarify that it has fun in the name, mainly functional programming. But I venture to say that with recent innovations in the functional programming paradigm with R, that learning new ways of harnessing the concept of functional programming is actually fun. Also, functional programming is a great way to keep in line with the DRY paradigm, specifically don't repeat yourself. After seeing an interesting question on processing many text files for analysis, sociology professor at Duke University, Kieran Healy, takes us on an expedition of blending a few packages from the tidyverse with some neat hidden gems in our first highlight of today. Putting himself in the role of the inquiring user, Kieran thought about ways he could demonstrate the solution to importing a group of CSV files and calculating summary statistics on all columns as a reproducible example. In his detailed blog post, Kieran's first step is to actually create the random CSV files that contain simulated vectors from a random normal distribution using the per packages mainline map functions and nesting the contents of the data sets into a list column with the tidyr packages nest function. But one neat little trick that I do not regularly use is the set underscore names function, which he used to ensure the vector of CSV file names actually had a names attribute as well, making the identification of the rows much easier in further pipelines. The writing of the CSV files is handled by the walk function, or specifically the pwalk function, so that he can iterate over three or more arguments that are already in the main tibble of the R session. The next major portion is the importing of said CSV files to derive the summary statistics. There we see another call to the map function, but creating a long version of the data contents was the interesting part, as the default invocation of the tidyr package's pivot long function tends to make things more complicated downstream, so he makes sure to derive the new column names as a separated version of the wide format column specification, using the names underscore sep and names underscore two parameters in tidy in tidyr's pivot longer. It's kind of difficult to explain that in audio, but you can be quite creative with this approach so you can avoid multiple munging of columns after the initial transposing is complete. The finish line of this pipeline is within sight as the derivation of the overall mean and standard deviations across all variables is a simple group by and summarize call away. Kieran's resource is a nice complement to another recent highlight that we had from Bruno Rodriguez in episode 32 for importing a bunch of Excel files using that closures technique. 
Learning by doing has been one of the many roads I've traveled in my quest to be more proficient in new analysis techniques and capabilities. Challenging and interesting problems arise quite a bit for my day job, and the abundance of open data sets gives me a virtual playground to try new solutions and hopefully have a bit of fun along the way. Fellow R Weekly team member and football enthusiast, Ryo Nakagawara, found a very entertaining way to hone his craft of interfacing with APIs directly in R, all while definitely not being stuck in second gear for our next highlight. In the bucket of, there's an API for almost anything, Rio managed to find a public API that gives you a memorable quote from the characters of the 90s trend-setting sitcom Friends and has created a central perk package available on GitHub, complete with simple functions to get a quote from a specific character or a completely random quote. Rio shares that the fundamental processing of the package is powered by the HTTR package, as well as an area I'm trying to improve on, and that's the use of S3 classes to handle neatly formatted printing of quotes to the console and more. Always the ambitious one, Rio has visions of creating his own API of this friend's quote generator via Plumber, but there's the very important prerequisite to that happening, the data collection of many more quotes than the 18 that are offered by the existing API, so he will have to laboriously watch previous Friends episodes. What a tough way to get data, am I right? <laughs> As mentioned earlier, the package is available on Rio's GitHub, and I dare say that it will always be there for you, after you install it, of course. And now for our last highlight for today, and definitely something I have a bit of a vested interest in, you might say. As I've been developing more complex shiny applications at the day job and learning about new techniques, there has been something that I took for granted in the beginning, but now I think is quite important. I've come to realize that having the most sophisticated backends of these applications is not the only area I need to address. It is also what the user sees in front of them. In the software development world, you might call this the user experience. Given that my applications are not always meant for me personally, I have to keep this perspective in mind when I'm releasing a major application to our production environment to ensure that the users are getting exactly what they have been asking for. Well, in episode 20 of the Shiny Developer series, I was thrilled to welcome back to the show our interface architect, David Grangin. He is, of course, the lead of the R Interface Project, which creates ex excellent R packages in the Shiny ecosystem to give you excellent and supercharged user interfaces that really take your application to another level. We not only talked about some of the awesome improvements to the BS4 Dash package and have some custom demonstrations to show these in action, but I also wanted to have David back on the show to highlight his amazing new book that is freely available online for you to look at, and it is called Outstanding User Interfaces with Shiny. This book is amazing to me. It is definitely filling a need that we have not seen addressed specifically in the educational materials around Shiny. 
Of course, in episode 19 of the Dev Series, if you've been watching this before, I was thrilled to have Hadley Wickham on to talk about his upcoming book, Mastering Shiny, which had a very small section on user interfaces. But David, with his vast experience in creating the packages for our interface and his day-to-day -day work at the day job, he was able to take those learnings and create an amazing narrative of walking you through some of the inside elements of Shiny for how inputs are created and how custom CSS and JavaScript are handled. And then he has excellent case studies in the middle and end of the book that show how he was able to create packages such as the highly innovative Shiny mobile package for creating mobile first web applications with Shiny. It is definitely a fascinating interview. We really get into some of the thought process he had as he's been authoring this book. And I was thrilled to be able to talk about these things with him in great detail. As usual, you will see the link to that particular episode in this episode's show notes and of course the R Weekly issue itself. And those are your R Weekly highlights for today. Every issue I've curated is unique in their own way. And we have some exciting new visualization packages arriving on CRAM that we've highlighted in this issue, like GGStream and Visa Chart R, as well as a big update to the Terrain R package from ROpenSci. Plus, we have links to some more awesome video content, an area I'm particularly passionate about lately, including some cool data analyses and shiny app development from the Twitch channels of two of my new R friends, Afton Steps and Tan Ho. They are definitely worth a watch. And at the end of the issue, be sure to check out a couple of calls to action, including Will Landau's initial scoping of an R markdown interface to targets, additional ways you can get involved with R core development, and the relatively new Discord community on the Discord platform, who are looking for seminar hosts to share their awesome adventures with R with their group. Finding new ways of connecting with the R community is always a passion of mine, and I can vouch for the quality interactions I've had on the Discord group since I've joined recently. Well, my week of double duty is up, but as always, you can find the entire back catalog of this very podcast straight on the rweekly.org site. And please share with your friends, as that's the best way we can grow the R Weekly Project together. Have a fantastic week, and we will be back with another batch of R Weekly highlights next week.